Um, maple leaf. Take pride in going to Seattle to face the most devastating creature to live in the water, the Kraken. Who comes out alive? Find out right now on Toronto Maple Leaf post-game show. On the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Here we go. You're listening to Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey. Welcome to Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Tonight, we're taking you down the road to Seattle for Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. Because nobody recaps the Leafs like we do. Well, except Sportsnet. The Toronto Maple Leafs are recapped here on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast feed. Now, here's your host with the most, Thomas McGregor. Down the horn, get the people loud. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show here with you. This post-game show is more of a interesting game as the Toronto Maple Leafs play tonight against the Seattle Kraken. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, recording live from Mississauga, Ontario, just north of Toronto, Ontario, the home of which Scotiabank Arena is played. We've got a great show for you tonight, and we're not going to waste any time jumping into it. So. Hope you've got 
a lot to think about. We're going to take it up to the top of the hour here. Start with game, hucks of the game. As in the game summary. If you're joining us from the Penguins and Lightning game, welcome to Leafs post game show. Final score five to one. And there is no other hockey action that I do believe on at this point in time. Because it looks like all the action has been final. So we'll take a look into today's scores. But not before we look into Toronto Maple Leafs is final score five to one over Seattle. The Maple Leafs and Seattle Kraken are part of the centric daily podcast that I follow, one hosted by Erica Iolis and one hosted by Mike DiStefano and David Morisuti. Locked on Leafs and Locked on Kraken, where it's your team every day. Shout out to those people. They make absolute beautiful content. And as we roll into the night, There'll be plenty of mentions, including a look ahead. Segment. So, starting things off right with our stats, our game summary. How did the, how did we go with the scores here? The game. Summary scores started out with a bang, and we got Seattle jumping on early to a one nothing lead with a goal by Vince Dunn, is the 11th goal of the season, with an assist by Jared McCann. And Elberly, Eberly, Toronto, it's the goal point to tie the game in the first period with Mark Giordano getting his fourth goal of the game of the season, excuse me, fourth goal of the season with an assist by Timothy Ligdren and William Nylander. Out of the way, Mark Giordano, it's time for the 27th goal of John Tavares this season as he scores with seven minutes and six seconds into the first period. It's the Leafs up by one. 
two to one Toronto lead. In the first period, we mentioned Timothy already, and he got on the board to end the first 20 in Toronto's favor. It was three, Toronto, Seattle, one, Toronto up by two goals after the first 20 minutes. Forty minutes of action play, and Austin Matthews gets his twenty seventh goal of the season with an assist by Mitch Marner with four minutes and thirteen seconds into the second period. The Leafs are ahead. Four to one in Seattle. Leaps up by three goals now as they approach the final 60 minutes of play. And it's Austin Matthews yet again with 12 minutes and 31 seconds gone in the third period, getting his second of the night and his 28th goal of the season with an assist by Mitch Marner and Michael Bunting. Looks like an Austin Matthews In Seattle, then a Mark Giordano night. Your winning goaltender is Sam Stonov, who improves to 22 7 and 2. Your losing goaltender is Philip Gruber, who Increases history to eight, eleven, and three. And as we move to the three, the stars of the game, and of course, the dominant goalie performance, which comes up in our second segment before we move to our middle segment, which will be. Mainly the dominant goalie performance and the shake of the game. It is time for us to look at the penalty summary now. But before we do get a look at the penalties, this game was broadcasted to an audience of Seattle in the order of 17,151 people in attendance. 
our referees were Trevor Hansen and Wes Mikali. Trevor Hansen and Wes Mikali were the referees in tonight's game. The venue, Climate Pledge Arena. And with all of this in mind, said we talk about the penalties, and we're going to talk about the penalties. Surprisingly, only one Seattle Kraken was sent to the box, and his name is Carson Saucy. who was sent to the box with 15 minutes and 47 seconds in the first period, gone. And the call was two minutes for holding. Toronto would later follow the box with sending two Toronto Maple Leaf players to the box. First, Zach Aston Reese would follow in the third. And... DJ Brody would be sent to the box in the second period with a minor for hooking two minutes. Zach Aston Reese was called to the box in the third period, nine minutes and 37 seconds in. And the call was interference. Hooking, holding, and interference. Hmm. I wonder. What does that mean our game summary looks like? Let's find out. In terms of shots on goal, the Toronto Maple Leaf finished the night with 33 shots on goal, five of them goal, the other could have been blocked or saved. The Kraken have finished the night with 27 shots on goal. One of them being a goal, the rest either saves or blocks. But how does this all pan out? The first period, Toronto scored 20 shots on Seattle's goaltender. And Seattle scored 7 shots on net for Toronto's goaltender could be a tough dominant goalie performance later. 
pick a period this time. Seattle's the dominant point in the shot total with 15 shots. And the second period for the Leafs is only four shots. Feeling like there's trouble. They rack up the shots with nine in the third. But Seattle fights hard to get five shots on net. And that would be the result of 33 shots for Toronto and 27 shots for Seattle. You do the math on who lost the battle in the shots. But as we move on, the penalties speak for themselves. Seattle was in the box for two minutes. Toronto was in the box for four minutes. None of those penalties were minors. Oh, excuse me, were majors. They were minors. The Leafs had two. Kraken had one. No misconduct and no power play goals. Looks like a penalty kill game to me, if you ask anyone. I wonder what Steve Dangle has to say about this game. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll find out when he hosts his reaction. On LFR. The finishing type of our face-off as we get to the end of the game summary. Before we talk about our big stories. One of which we just talked about. Is none other than the face-off wins. So Toronto was 71 0.4%. Meanwhile, the Kraken trailed them by a lot with 28.6% in the face-off circle win. So I can pretty much say with a clear conscience that Toronto won the face-off circle battle. We talked about the shot on net. And now we're going to talk about how many shots were blocked. This will tell us why it was 33 and 27 in the shot totals. The Kraken blocked 10 of the Toronto shots. And Toronto blocked Seattle's 18 shots. Both teams took the puck away 
12 executive times east to a side. 12 takeaways from Toronto, 12 takeaways from Seattle. But yet Seattle gave up puck less than Toronto. They gave up puck three times. And Toronto gave up the puck eight times. The last thing we do before we jump into the stars of the game, which is where we'll put a halt on our show, taking us through the first break. And that is the exception of the hit category before we hit to the stars of the game which is coming up in just a few minutes. So, Toronto hit Seattle 10 times tonight, and Seattle hit Toronto 22 times. Hey, Seattle, maybe lay off the hit. We're trying to be friendly here. We're trying to play... A fun game. Here. But I get it. It's competitive. And that's what we need. For these sports that we love. Like Mm -hmm. NHL. Baseball. Football. Basketball. The list goes on. We need things to be competitive. Because that's just how it works. With the sports world. Even if it doesn't. That's still how it goes. So, I mentioned that we're going to do the three stars of the game. And that's exactly what's going to happen right now. So, after this quick drop, I'm going to give you exactly who the three stars of the game are. And then I'm going to give you the three stars of the game from Seattle. Immediately following my stars of the game, one from each team to put a stars of the game matchup from both Seattle and Toronto. So after this drop, we continue the show before we send it over to get ourselves ready for the dominant goalie performance on the other side. And of course, we take a look around the league when we come back and tell you how all games went down. We even talk about the shake of the game which is coming up, plus the look ahead, and of course, my final thoughts on tonight's game for the Kraken and the NHL, Toronto Maple Leafs team. And that's our show.
So, time for the three stars, and let's be sure it's time for the three stars. By hearing our three stars drop. Here we go back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio with your host, Thomas McGregor. It is time for the three stars of tonight's game and stars of tonight's game cannot be complete without revealing who the three stars of the game are exactly. So, coming in at number three is the goaltender, Sam Sonoff, number 35 of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Austin Matthews is your first star. With two goals. And Mitch Marner takes the cake for the second star of the game. So there you have it. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and Sam Sonoff from Climate Pledge Arena. So we've done the three stars. That was Toronto. Who exactly, though, does get the stars of the game for the Seattle Kraken? I mean, somebody's got to be talked about. There aren't really any stars of the game to look at. I guess the best stars of the game would be the goalie here. I mean, look at this. You have Philip Grubar, who left the game to give Martin Jones a chance after allowing four goals with an ice total time of 24 minutes and 13 seconds. That's not even long, man. His save percentage was 810. He only saved 17 out of the 21 shots he faced. Martin Jones, on the other hand, saved 11, and he allowed one goal. And he was on the ice for 35 minutes and 32 seconds with a save percentage of 917. And he faced 12 shots, but then that was it. I'm going to give Philip Rubar my third star of the game for the Seattle Kraken. I'm going to give Jared McCann some credit and give him my second star. And I'm going to give Ben Dunn the first star, first goal game. Not bad for a start. You got off you got off to a heated start and you but you kind of I'm not gonna try and be biased or whatever because I like to respect both teams. 
I think the team for Seattle just spiraled though a little bit. Like once the Leafs started getting going, I think that was it for the track. And I don't think they just had anything left in the tank. And it was like, at least we got the one goal, so we're not going to get shut out on home ice. And that's awesome. The stars of the game. I mean, I'm I'm going to bring up the stars of the game. I'm give I'm going to give Brandon Tanev some points here. He is my first star of the game. Had this went the other way, I probably would have went somewhere else. But I do believe Brendan Tanev did show up. 16 minutes, 35 seconds for one of his other members. He was on the ice for about 10 minutes and 59 seconds. And the person I'm talking about is Yanni Grudro. Number 37. So those will be my stars of the game from Seattle side. Now, to fill in that stars of the game with Toronto, I would give Austin Matthews some credit, but I'm actually going to give, instead of him, I'm going to give John Tavares that started the game because I feel like John Tavares was better. But I don't, but I'm not counting Matthews out. I mean, come on. You have a bunch of guys that will play their absolute best. And if they can't get shots on net, they'll try again the next game because that's just how it works. I mean, you can't just, you can't just tell them, hey, shoot this. Hey, shoot that. Hey, shoot this. Oh, I wish you, I wish you had a chance on this. Because it won't work that way. The game, the game. The game happens fast, and you have to be prepared. If you're not prepared, or you're prepared, but plays come your way, and you can't make play, or you can't, uh, what's the word they call it? Compromise. You can't compromise what happens. Then you're going to lose that chance to make that play. That are those are the stars of the game, and that is our game summary point, penalty, and scoring. A reminder that the attendance record, as per what I was reading on the score, was a record of. Seventeen thousand one hundred and fifty-one people in attendance for tonight's game in Seattle. We continue in a moment. Coming off the side of the break, we have our shake of the game, our dominant goalie performance of the game. And 
we take a look around the game that happened tonight. That's all coming up. Plus, barring the next break, we look at the next nine games for the Toronto Maple Leaf and the Seattle Kraken. Your final score as we send you into break on Maple Leafs post game show. Toronto 5, Seattle 1. Seattle will look back to bounce back. Toronto will hope to keep the win streak going. You're listening to Maple Leafs Post Game Show on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Before we go to break, a reminder that you can catch the rebroadcast of Sports for Beginners, the podcast, featuring the Penguins and the Tampa Bay Lightning on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, following our conclusion of our show on Maple Leafs postgame. But if you would like to watch the shows in order when they air, make sure that if you watch Rangers postgame and then you want to watch the Penguins postgame, you tune into that show first before you tune into this one. It is on the ice and mind the benches. I am your host, Thomas Rebergery. It's Mississauga, Ontario. This is Maple Leafs post-game show and Toronto Maple Leafs hockey on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Stay right where you are. Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show continues in just a few minutes. We'll see you in just a few minutes on the Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. Back with you in just a few minutes. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds.
backgrounds, having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Time to get back into the show and learn about what is happening on Toronto Maple Leafs post-game. Don't worry, we're not Bitcoin. We don't even understand Bitcoin. The Toronto Maple Leafs hockey is played here and recapped here on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Now, back into the show studio with your host, Thomas McGregor. It is the Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. We're recapping Seattle versus Toronto. The final score, 5-1. to one. And after this drop, as we welcome you back in to the studio, it is time to figure out who is the dominant goalie performance of tonight's game from Seattle. Let's find out who that is. For tonight's goalie performance, find out who that is on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast as we continue. It is now time for the dominant goalie performance. Right, you are the drop of the dominant goalie performance. It is now time to find out who is the dominant goalie performance in Seattle tonight. Who gets all the glory? We talked about Toronto's goaltender being a part of the three stars tonight. But does he really deserve to be the dominant goalie of the night? I mean, who else is there to pick here? Let's let's look at let's look at their stats here. So we got Toronto's goaltender with 26 saves, 27 shots against him, one goal allowed. We got the Kraken. Unleash the Kraken. With 17, 11, 12, and 21 shots. 17 saves for one goaltender. 11 saves for the other goaltender. 21 shots for one goaltender. And 12 shots for the other goaltender. I think it's pretty safe to say that Toronto's goaltender, Ilya Samsonov, does take the cake. I think he's the dominant goalie performance. I mean, he had only allowed one goal. And the rest of the game, he was exceptional for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, save after save after save after save. Whenever Seattle thought they blanked him. Save. Whenever they thought, oh, it's going in, it's going to chip in. Save. 
if that doesn't scream dominant goalie performance to you. I don't know what type of hockey you or me have been watching. Speaking of dominant, I mentioned in the Rangers postgame, but never really got to talk about it. There's a story that will be told in Boston Bruins franchise. I think I would I think it's best I bring bring it up now. And I'll be short and sweet. For the first time since 2019. 2020 season of NHL, we saw the unthinkable. As Linus, the goaltender of the Boston Bruins, put their game, yes, last night. between the Vancouver Canucks on ice. Creating an empty net goal by not a player, not a defenseman, sure as heck not a coach, but a goaltender of all the people you want to see score. A goaltender scored an empty net goal on the opposing goaltender. That is history in the making. And we'll talk more about it on the Daily Show with Sports for Beginners, the podcast. As I mentioned on Rangers postgame, Ilya Samsonov gets the dominant goalie performance reward because I don't think there's anything else Seattle could have did to make a dominant goalie performance. But I will give Philip Robar his flowers here. I mean, that was a tough game. To be down by four and allow five of those goals to, if the map serves it right, five to one, that looks like a four game of goals lost. I mean, it was practice, I mean, it could have practically been a five game lead for Toronto if they went six to one over the Kraken. But obviously it was not in the card. That does it for the dominant goalie performance of tonight's game. That was tonight's dominant goalie performance. For more on tonight's dominant goalie performance, visit the links Provided in the description below. Now back into the on the ice and behind the benches post game show for more in the post game show. And now that the dominant goalie performance is over, it's time to first look around the league before we send ourselves into 
a middle segment conclusion break before looking ahead to both teams' next nine games. And of course, my sign off with Leafs Nation. So, lots of action tonight. And there was Toronto action tonight as well. We'll talk about the Toronto action on the other side, though. Hockey action on this postgame. When I was doing the Rangers postgame, I was shocked to find out that the Penguins scored a touchdown as they come to Tampa Bay's aid in TPG Paints Arena, scoring not one, but seven consecutive goals. Tampa does fight back with three, but that's not enough to beat the Penguins already seven to three, which was the final score in favor of Pe- in favor of the Penguins with literally six goals in the second period and nothing to show for in the third. That is insane. Six goals in the second period, and you just leave Tampa Bay in the dust in the third, allowing them one more goal. But that's it. That is insane. The Washington Capitals suffered the same fate. To the Buffalo Sabres, seven to four was that final score, though. In Buffalo, the Minnesota Wild need overtime, but they don't need a shootout. As they pull off an overtime winner against the Columbus Blue Jackets of Ohio in a 3-2 final for of Minnesota Wild Hockey. Victorious. Speaking of shootouts, overtime and regulation. We did have a shutout tonight. And the shutout comes out of Winnipeg as the Winnipeg Jets get shut down by the New York Islanders 4 to 0 on home ice. Winnipeg? How? The Arizona Coyotes, who were a part of the 7 o'clock games, as the only ones to play with the Seattle and Toronto game, 
lose to the Nashville Predators by a score of 6-2. to two. And if you haven't already noticed, I did a postgame recovering the Los Angeles Kings and the New York Rangers. That final score as we went into their postgame show and got ready for this one was five Rangers, Kings, two. And that would be all the NHL wrote on tonight's storybook ending. I think the biggest, I think the biggest final score of tonight's game as we hit, as we hit to a new day. And that wraps up our look around the league. So we can get the shake of the game. I think the one I'm most interested in watching was that 4-0 shutout victory by the New York Islanders. I mean, come on, man. Winnipeg gets shut out by the New York Islanders on home ice. I thought at least they give some type of resistance there. I mean, come. I mean, come on. At least score one goal, so you lose by three. Don't get shut out. Anywho, time for the sake of the game. And once we do the shake of the game, we'll be at our closing point. If you're expecting when we take ourselves in the break a post-game interview, there are no post-game interviews due to copyright reasons as we do not have the right to Toronto Maple Leafs or Seattle Kraken content for post-game media availability. So after the shake of the game, we will take a break and we will come back with our look ahead, my final thoughts on this game, and we will sign off with a 60 second break from all over the map. and put this show on ice. This is On the Ice and Behind the Bench podcast, bringing you Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show, hockey, on the podcast. Shake of the game. Time. The Shake of the Game is presented by and inspired by Jake Gensel, number 59 of your Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember, Pittsburgh Penguins fans, every time he scores, you receive half off Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory at your local Pittsburgh Milkshake Factory dealers. Just mention this offer at checkout. Now, back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio. Here's your host, Thomas McGregor. 
It is now time for the shake of the game. It is Toronto Maple Leafs post game, and Seattle and Toronto played hard, played their hearts out. But in the end, it was Toronto with the win, and Seattle with the. <clears throat> Yeah, sorry, Seattle, you lost against Toronto. Am I happy that you lost to Toronto? Yes. Am I excited that you gave an effort? Yes. Am I happy that you almost had a chance at winning? Yes and no, but that's a conversation for another time. The recipients of the Shake of the Game will be presented one at a time, one for each team. And starting off with the home team, Seattle, and I got and I gotta give my and I gotta give myself credit after this show because I'm giving my Take it a game to a guy that I thought had quite had quite fun playing Toronto, and that is Adam Larson. He was minus three, but within but within his time on the ice, he had a shot on goal, four hits, three blocks was on the ice for 23 minutes and 58 seconds. And that's all he wrote on that one. Your Toronto Maple Leafs take of the game goes to Zach Aston Reese. No goals, no assists. That's fine. What can what can this guy do? Oh, he could spend minutes in the penalty box for you. Don't worry. He got two shots on goal though. He hit Seattle once. He's on the ice for 13 minutes and one second. I mean, that's pretty safe to say. A good idea to keep him on for 13 minutes and one second because 13 minutes and one second kind of tells you that this guy's just somebody you want on the penalty kill. And should he trip up somebody or hook somebody, whatever the penalty is, I think he deserves to go in the penalty box until we actually see fit for him to score goals. He has it in him. Don't worry, guys. I'm not counting him out. He has it in him to score. Just not tonight. And with that, we send it off to our break. And as we come back, we've taken another look 
bringing us back into the show, which is a podcast that talks about the human connections of conversations that are missing from human connections. We will do our look ahead. That's coming up next. This is Toronto Beliefs. Hockey on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Coming up next on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast, on the other side, it's the rebroadcast of Tampa Bay Lightning's hockey, Pittsburgh Penguins hockey, from the Sports for Beginners studio. So don't miss out on another edition of Pittsburgh Penguins hockey coming your way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. As reminded, that score was 7-3. to Pittsburgh over Lightning. How will the rest of that series wind down? And what's in store for the trade deadline? We have a story to talk about when we return. And that is a story that just broke out on Sports for Beginners and broke out as we were recording Rangers post-game show and we were getting ready for Toronto Maple Leafs post-game. If you like the content that we provide from here on out, then I am pleased to tell you that the show's currently in progress of being recorded and are going to be able to jump out onto the feed will be put on. And should during the baseball season we miss time to do NHL content on this, there's a spoiler alert that I'm going to bring out to you. We could have baseball on this podcast for the duration of our first season as we get closer to the season finale of On the Ice and Behind the Benches the podcast but right now it's that break the look ahead is next this is Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey on On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast back with you after this there right where you are toronto maple leafs post game show continues in just a few minutes we'll see you in just a few minutes on the toronto maple leafs post game show back with you in just a few minutes looking for sports content on the pittsburgh penguins the bill and the Argos, as well as the Blue Jays and the Raptors during the NBA basketball season, the NFL, CFL football season, the blue, the baseball season in MLB, and the hockey season in the NHL, then you've come to the right place. Check out Sports for Beginners, the podcast, with me, Scott McGregor, where we talk about everything and anything in the world of sports media and 
around the teams, the Pittsburgh Penguins, during hockey season, the Buffalo Bills and Toronto Argonauts during football season, the Toronto Blue Jays during baseball season, and the Raptors of Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, during basketball season. We've got you covered every week, but if you've got any questions or feedback, please send us an email at Sports for Beginners Podcast 8231 at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash Sports for Beginners Podcast 87. And to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop, please visit https colon slash slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress dot com. Once again, that is https colon slash slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress dot com. Catch you later, fans. Off the ice, they're just human beings like you and me, making dough and getting and paying their dues. But when they're on the ice, these guys know how to play. This is Toronto Maple Leafs post game show. Now, let's get back into the studio for on the ice and behind the benches content with Toronto Maple Leafs post game show and your host, Thomas McGregor. Right after this, quick word from Take Another Look the Podcast. The show that deals with human connection conversations that are missing from the human connection. Take it away, Sean. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Time for evening rest. Time for a good night's rest. But before that happens, we welcome you back into Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey. On the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Our final show of tonight. Remember that you can always, if you miss any of the show's content from the Rangers post game to our post game that we're recording right now. You can always go back minutes after our show finishes on your favorite podcast feed. If you missed something when you listen, you can always go back to what you missed and jot down what you did miss. There is a potential spoiler alert coming. So there is a new podcast coming, but it's not coming on this podcast feed just yet. I'll reveal more details as we get closer to the sign-off. But before we hit that sign-off, one little last piece of business to do. Time.
to look ahead to the next nine games for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Seattle Kraken. Let's start with a notice that there was Toronto action on the air waves. We had Blue Jays baseball on Sportsnet 590 to fans and Sportsnet as we played the Yankees. That game was a final score of 9-5 to five Yankees over the Blue Jays. Check out that post game on Sports for Beginners, the podcast, when it airs. Check out the Pirates post-game show of Blue Jays Baseball on Sports for Beginners. If you haven't already, that is available right now. And I will be with you, Sports for Beginners fans, to do Raptors and Cavaliers following Raptors game between the Chicago Bulls, which you can catch my recap of the Cavaliers and the Raptors hours from tip-off between the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors. Final score of that game was Raptors 93. Cavaliers 118. All right, back to Toronto hockey. Five to one, Toronto leaves hockey. It's five for Toronto, one for Seattle. And as we talk Toronto hockey, Toronto sports, for the first few minutes of this part of the show. Toronto Maple Leafs hockey has come to an end on February for this year. But that's okay. Time to head into March. As our road stand continues, we have still to come on the road stand, a matchup between Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers catch that game at 8 p.m. However you find it on Wednesday night. Thursday night, we have a 9 p.m. start time with the Calgary Flames in Calgary. We're back to original time frame with a 7 p.m. puck drop against the Vancouver Canucks. At 7 p.m. on Saturday, the 4th of March. To New Jersey, we head for the last of that road stand. For a 7 p.m. puck drop, which you can hear this post game on the 
Sports for Beginners podcast and on the ice and behind the bench is the podcast. We will have that as a post-game show prior to that game ending. We will even have a 6 o'clock pre-game show on on the ice and behind the benches following the Devils and Leafs. You can catch that on your favorite podcast platform while you tune in to the Leafs and Devils game on Tuesday night. Back home, the Toronto Maple Leafs head after a night in Edmonton on Wednesday night, the March, the first of March. As we take pride in playing Edmonton on Saturday at 7 p.m. in Toronto, Ontario, Georgia Bank Arena be the place before we welcome in the Buffalo Sabres of Buffalo for a 7.30 p.m. puck drop on Monday night. Colorado comes to town on Wednesday night for a Wednesday night edition of hockey at 7 p.m. On the 15th of March. And to wrap up the Toronto Maple Leafs look ahead, it's the Battle of the Carolina Hurricanes and the Toronto Maple Leafs going head to head at 7 p.m. on Friday night. Time for the Seattle Kraken. So where is Locked On Kraken heading to next? Let's find out. After playing a game in Toronto, favor tonight in Seattle, Seattle will look to bounce back on Tuesday, February 28th to wrap up their February schedule against none other than the St. Louis Blues. That game drops the puck at 8 p.m. on Tuesday, February 28th, this Tuesday. The road stand continues before they welcome in the Ducks back at Climate Pledge Arena as they face the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit at 7 p.m. on Thursday, March the 2nd. They welcome in the Blue Jackets at 7 p.m in Columbus, Ohio, for a Friday edition of 
Seattle hockey. Should be fun. The last game on the road trip before they return home is the Colorado Avalanchers in Denver. Welcoming Seattle to Denver for E9 p.m. puck drop time against the Avalanche. Before they play the Anaheim Ducks, the Ottawa Senators, the Dallas Stars twice. And those games are both Tuesday, March 7th at 10 p.m. Thursday, March 9th at 10 p.m. for Ottawa. And 10 p.m. on both Saturday and Monday for Dallas Stars action between Seattle Kraken, both at Climate Pledge Arena. Before they hit the road to San Jose for a 10.30 puck drop time. Then it's back into Climate Pledge Arena for a meeting with the Edmonton Oilers as they play a 4 p.m. matchup on Saturday the 18th of March. And you know, it's funny, guys. I kind of thought on trade deadline day that the Blue Jackets and Kraken would not be playing. But unfortunately, they are. Anywho, moving along from the Edmonton Oilers, it's back to Dallas in Dallas for an 8.30 start time against Seattle. And then we will wrap up Seattle's look ahead here with Nashville dropping the puck in Nashville at 8 p.m. with the Seattle Kraken. The look ahead is out of the way. The show is at its finish. And before we get to the finish line, just a quick few notes, a reminder that there will be no post-game show content for the Toronto Maple Leafs following the late-night hockey action until we hit the Vancouver Canucks game at 7 p.m. here on On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Should anything change during the late night games, you will be notified on our Facebook page, Thomas Fort Hockey 2023, of that change. So make sure you check out our Facebook page for further updates. As of right now, there is no 
post-game show requiring the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames as part of the late-night hockey at 8 and 9 p.m. sharp on Wednesday and Thursday. Trade deadline is this Friday coming up. What other moves will be made? Will the Leafs be buyers or sellers? Will the Penguins be buyers or sellers? Who is buying what team? Who is trading what team? Will players that were a part of the opening half of the 2022-23 season be heading to a different team? Are players from the 2022-23 season retiring after this season is all said and done? And if so, are they going somewhere to retire? Are they retiring as part as a part of the team that they are a part of? We won't know until after the trade deadline. Join us on all over the map, sports for beginners, and of course on the ice and behind the benches for an hour's worth of trade deadline conversations, talking Toronto, talking Ottawa, talking Penguins, talking anything to do with the NHL on particular trades. With this all in mind, you have listened to Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey and on the other side, as I send it over to all over the map for our 60-second break before we sign off, you have listened to Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. One final break in the action. But before we hit that break, the one word I would use to describe this game for Toronto Maple Leaf fans out there is fun. The one word I would use to describe this game for Seattle is tough. Nobody likes losing, but we do it anyway because you can't win them all. In the end, it's just a game. And with this all in mind, the trade deadline is this Friday. Check us out on on the ice and mind the benches, sports for beginners, all over the map. We have a fantastic trade deadline show for you. Look for it when it comes out on your favorite podcasting feed. The episodes that are coming out of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast are going to be revealed after this this 60-second break from 
a word of the All Over the Map podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I will see you to sign off and put a bow on this show for Maple Leafs and Seattle Kraken hockey on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. And make sure you tune in to Locked on Leafs, Locked on Kraken, for their thoughts on any of the Toronto Maple Leafs and Seattle games happening this season. I'm back with you after this word from all over the map. Take it away, all over the map. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com Thank you so much Ali Musa for that word from all over the map. You guys do such great work as do you my brother Scott on Sports for Beginners the podcast. That is Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey on on the ice and behind the benches podcast for tonight. Our next game is the Vancouver Canucks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're recapping that game. Remember, 7 p.m. start time. And until then, we will see you on the other side. The closing message as we continue to bring you ice content on on the ice and behind the benches is coming your way. Before I leave you, this March the 2nd at 10 a.m., I am launching a podcast on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast that will happen every week that we don't have any NHL hockey content to talk about. And that is a working environment podcast We've got a book interview coming your way on this podcast to kick us off. If you like that podcast and prefer content like that on our podcast feed for On the Ice and Behind the Benches, then please let us know by sending us a voice message and permission in that voice message to use it if you'd like us to use it and shout you out in future episodes. Corona Maple Leafs victorious. Seattle Kraken looks to bounce back. Will they bounce back? We'll know in due time. 
Will Toronto continue their winning streak against it? The Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers in the late games will know in due time. With this all in mind, this has been Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey on the Sports for Beginners Neighboring Podcast on the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. I have been your host, Thomas McGregor. Thank you so much for joining us on whatever show you've been joining us on, whether it's Rangers post game, Toronto Maple Leafs post game, whatever team you cheer for. I just want to remind you as we leave for the night, as it is now one after one minute after midnight, I just want to let you all know to stay safe, stay true, and let's go. Leaf, let's go. Kraken, let's go. Whatever team you cheer for, we have it for you here on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. The closing message is next. As we send you off into the night, have a great night, everyone. And we'll see you on Vancouver Canucks, Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. The next game that the Vancouver Canucks and Toronto Maple Leafs play Saturday should be a fun one on the weekend. Good night from Mississauga, Ontario, and good night from Beyond the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Until the next time, we do Toronto Maple Leaf Hockey. I am out. Get out of here. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show of On the Ice and Behind the Benches content. Or head to facebook.com slash Thomas Sports Hockey 2023 for the latest updates on all of the hockey content for you to enjoy. Until then, Leaf Station, we'll see you next time.